Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hi, Speak the Truth listeners. Shauna Van Dyke here, still in the state of Oregon with Michael Van Dyke. How are you loving it here? We don't want to leave. I will give a hello and an emphasis on the O for Oregon and it's all its lovely green. Did you just come up with that? Yeah. That was really clever. I I kind of stumbled a little bit with it, but you know, it worked. (laughs) So Michael is outnumbered right now. We have um, all girls in the studio besides him. How does it feel? It uh, feels like biblical estrogen. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You're hilarious. Okay. So here I am joined with um, Laura Chica, who is the author of the book Journey, A Path to Biblical Change. We're going to talk about that today. And um, her, her... what do you right hand woman in ministry, Emily Dempster, who is uh, the lead lady up here doing the equip to counsel uh, training program for the Association of Biblical Counselors at Salem Heights. Also a huge part of made to minister dot org, which we had another previous podcast. You need to go and listen to that. Um, and so I just I got the book. They gifted it to me when I came up here in August. Uh, read it. I love it. They use this in counseling. And so I wanted to came back to Michael and Jeremy and said, hey, we need to do a podcast on this because as a counselor, it is always a great thing to find a good resource to use in the counseling room. I think that's one of the things that we struggle with the most. Right, Michael, like when yeah. we started out from counseling. You're like, you're getting all this, you've read all this stuff, you have these degrees and certificates, not that that matters, but it's like, you're like, okay, I'm ready, right? Well, but then you're like, well, now what, you know, and like in the moment, what tools do I use? Uh Uh-oh, how do I, do I know how to create a homework assignment? What does that look like? And um, is there a method? Is there a plan? Like all these questions. And so what, what this is, is about is those of you who are already doing discipleship, counseling, this is a tool for you to use on getting started with someone. You almost have like a method and a plan that's kind of laid out here. So Laura, could you just kind of tell us the heart and the vision behind the book and how it all came together? Yes, absolutely. Um, Journey really started off as a lot of homework components that I was creating as I was doing biblical counseling. Um, In Just like you were sharing, Shauna, really needing to have some tangible ways of taking a teaching point and giving them a homework assignment that would reinforce that teaching, get them into the scriptures, and then asking some of those reflective and application questions Um, to get them really chewing on those biblical truths. And as I was working with people, I began to recognize that there were some theological concepts that that kept coming to the table, regardless of what the issue they were presenting. And so, so I kept coming back to familiar passages to get them redirected. And that's really what became the the, the original format for what would then turn into journey. And it really was just some of those path or those steps that really became a path to helping people change in the midst of their current crisis or trial. That's awesome. And I love that you had a lot of other ladies that came around you and supported you and contributed to the life of this book. And obviously you lived out the one another scriptures and the creation of it. One of the things I really appreciated about both of you ladies when I came up here was seeing that, that sisterhood that wasn't about whose name is where and who's doing what, but just really what are we doing together and what God's doing in and through us, which is such a beautiful thing. And Emily, obviously you're a writer yourself. You've written a lot of the women's Bible studies here at, uh, 
Salem Heights. And uh, you co-authored a lot of those with Julie. Um, so you're not a stranger to what that looks like of taking scripture and writing it out. And so tell us a little bit about your your journey in the journey book or your Bible studies. Well, um, when I when I came on here about six years ago as an intern biblical counselor, um, I was learning from Laura. I was in her rooms a lot, um, just trying to grab a hold of what tools she might have been using or homework assignments she might have been giving. And at that time, she had a giant desk that had a glass top on it. And she was really just taking a pen and drawing out all these charts and, you know, for the for the person on the other side of the desk sitting there and using her desk as this chalkboard. And, oh, cool. and I, I said, Delora, we got to, like, make the charts into a chart that they could actually, like, take home with them. Because, you know, they're not going to remember all this and then you're redrawing it again and you're redrawing it again. So let's let's create a handout, you know. And so it just started from, you know, taking thoughts and ideas of learning and then and then, you know, as we learned more with the Crypto Council curriculum, even um, integrating pieces and parts of that into what we were doing actually in counseling and creating tangible homework assignments mm-hmm. that we could hand out to people. And like she said, they would they would center around similar themes, no matter what struggle or suffering that the person was going through. Um, and so um, it was a team collaboration putting this together. But um, Well, with that collaboration, I'm seeing in the appendix where all of those drawings are, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Those, those illustrations, and they're they are amazing. And I'm a visual learner, so oh, I, lo- really I love that. Really yeah, it, and it's a, it's a great way that other people visually do that. You can give them a whole bunch of words, right? But when you draw it out and really explain it and break it down, it's, it's really good. And so I love that y'all have done that. Um, and so that's actually found in the book, uh, in the appendix, but you also on your website, made to minister.org, I saw slash resources, you have them as, as PDFs. And so, um, you're actually making them available to the counselors that are out there to be able to print and use, uh, in their counseling sessions. But also your, your hope, uh, with the book is it's actually like a counseling plan, right? So a counselor could purchase the book for them and the counselee, and then just walk through the book with them. Tell us a little bit about that. Like how would the counselor actually use it in a session? Well, our hope was that it would really give those tracks to run on. So it would give a good starting place, which of course is the gospel. We always start with the gospel. We don't ever assume that somebody really has a good grasp of the gospel. We always have them work through that. So the first chapter starts with the story. It's just a breakdown of the gospel with some reflective questions to really make sure that they they understand and agree with all of the aspects of the, the, the gospel narrative as it as it comes out of scripture. It's important because you can't assume that someone's a believer ever. You should always start there no matter what. And if they confirm it, then good, we can move forward. But there's been women 30 years in church who really doesn't know the gospel or could share it, but yet they've been attending for so long. So I love that you started that way. And that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And that's what we found through biblical counseling Mm -hmm. was there is a lot of lifelong attendees Mm -hmm. who had never placed their faith in the gospel and struggled with some aspect of it. Yeah. And so by breaking it down into the different sections, we begin to realize that they might believe three, three fourths of it, but this part they fundamentally struggle with then they don't, they haven't really accepted the gospel and Mm -hmm. they may not really be truly saved. Mm -hmm. So we're really going back to that fundamental base basic. We have to establish that. And then we move right to, which I think is, is absolutely foundational is who is God. 
And I think the the place, even if we go back to scripture, the the first place that the enemy attacks is is with um, Adam and Eve in the garden is is did God really say that? Mm-hmm. And and getting us to doubt who God is. So when people are coming in and struggle, um, I'm always curious and want to establish what is it that they think about God? Are they defining him by their current struggle or experience, by their own human definition? Or are they letting scripture define who he is? Because that'll make a big difference in how they experience mm-hmm. their trial. Mm-hmm. So so we just begin to break it down, not just for the person who's going through the counseling, but for somebody to be able to come along. And 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 as we were putting it together, we really had in mind uh, maybe the the lay person who's not formally counseling, but maybe I'm I'm working through with a girlfriend, a friend at work, uh, maybe my teenager, uh, someone in small group. Can I can I take this resource, uh, work through it together? We can both read the chapter. It's really small, but it's chunked up into pieces with reflective questions, and that it always has a chart at the end that kind of visually breaks down the teaching point. And so, and so it really becomes what we had hoped would be really tangible and, and, and it seems to be very effective for that purpose. Yeah. And Emily, you were saying, it's not like you just had this assignment. Hey, we're going to, let's get together, Lord, let's write this book. Like, woohoo. You know, it's more about what you've seen, what she was modeling in the counseling sessions. You as her sister in Christ saw that you obviously write Bible studies as well. So it just, the, the element of the book just kind of started coming into creation through what you were actually walking out in the counseling room. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, and that's why I love it because we've been using these lessons for years Mm -hmm. and, and they're effective. They're effective for good conversation, good questions, just for interacting with people as we're, um, as we're meeting with them. And then I think the piece that I love the most is that, um, it's effective for training new counselors. Mm -hmm. Um, it gives them something to kind of step by step with somebody. Um, so they don't, like you said, have to gather all those new resources for Mm -hmm. themselves. Um, when I was a new counselor, I I would go to Laura, what do I do next? What do I do next? You know, because I just, I didn't really know where to go and what step to take. And so this just leaves, leaves those tracks. Those of us that have been using these lessons for a long time um, and are comfortable with them, we may use them out of order. We may start here and go back there. Um, you know, not with that gospel piece like Laura was talking about, but with the other ones, just depending on how the conversation goes or what's going going on with the, the person. But um, for initially for a new person, um, it gives great steps and in, in walking through. So I love it. I love it for that. But I love it because it's effective and it has worked really, really well for us. That's awesome. When you look at the book, each chapter has kind of a summary of, of what you were just talking about, say the gospel and kind of building that foundation, which is awesome. But at the end, it, you always have those kind of self-reflection type questions, the application. So from a counseling standpoint, do you have your counselee do the, uh, the chapter, read it on their own, do the questions and then come back. And then that's part of what you do is you then follow up with them and go through the questions. Tell us a little bit about what the actual session looks like. That's, that's accurate. We typically are doing the teaching point, so kind of helping them to already thematically begin to chew on the truth that Scripture is really presenting, and then sending that chapter home as a homework assignment. So I want you to do now the who rules your heart. Um, go read that chapter, 
So it's reaffirming maybe the teaching points that we've already talked about in the counseling. We've already applied it to some of the practical situations that they're in. And now I want them to go reread it and then do the reflection questions and then bring it back next week. And we start there. So let's, let's pull out the book. Let's talk about what was it that, you know, you were working through? What was it that the Lord was showing you, um, particularly about revealing your heart? How are you responding to the circumstances? And, and the chapters begin to build on each other so that it gives you good common language to use as you're, as you're now counseling and moving forward in the different sessions. And so uh, it's worked really effectively. And so I use it in that real practical way, teaching, letting them take it home, reread the, the teaching points, and then do the reflective questions, come back, and then we're discussing it. So it gives us a good launching point. I also think in counseling, it gives us some, some, some traction to keep moving forward. Sometimes uh, counseling can really get um, focused on the issue, and we have a hard time bringing it back to scripture. We want it to stay Christ-centered, and it's really easy for it to start with, you know, well, how are you doing this week? And all of a sudden, we're talking more about uh, a human-centered version of their suffering. I'm, I'm hurting. I was feeling lonely. And we can address those things instead of really bringing it back and keeping it on track. So I think that, that the resource helps with that as well. Mm-hmm. It's important to, you know, counselors out there, it's important to uh, give homework. So it's not just about the counseling room, but kind of what have you empowered them to do, how they're going to the Lord, working through. You have scripture references to a lot on a, a lot of these charts and the things as, as, as they're reflecting on that. Um, but then also when they come back to the counseling room, if they spent time with the Lord and going and wrestling through this, even if there's a question, I don't understand this, can you explain it more? It allows your 45 minutes, hour, however long you're spending with them to be more effective because you're able to just jump right in because they've been in it a little bit more. And so I think that it, it's like this full circle of how you're you know, pouring into them and the, and the health, but continuing to empower them to do study and work um, themselves. Um, because yeah, we're supposed to draw out, we're, we're praying for the Lord to help us kind of get that clarity and, and look into, into their heart and try to draw things out. But, but who's really the, the one that will be able to reveal that to them, but the Lord, um, Michael, you're, you're quiet over there. What are you thinking? I was quiet because I'm sitting here looking at the book and just beside myself with how how many amazing women are in this room right now i know no in all seriousness though (laughs) uh this honestly uh laura just sitting here uh emily i say laura so it's both of you right right Mm -hmm. hand and the left hand um at any rate what's beautiful about this what y'all have done is what i have found in biblical counseling is again to your point you you end up stalling out on the circumstance And what's beautiful about a resource like this, and typically when we're getting into scripture, what we should be trying to demonstrate with uh, with our counselees is I'm helping you establish your theology. And what you've done here, what y'all have done in this is helping people um, in a very uh, approachable, uh, very systematic, thematic way of presenting the gospel narrative and how that impacts my life. If I say I'm a believer, because when, as a, as a counselor, I, I, I often will be with, you know, obviously men, cause I counsel men, but be, they have, they have a hard time trying to reconcile their circumstance to the Lord. And it's like they've compartmentalized and they're like two separate worlds. And that's the beautiful thing about what you've done with this. And like you said, it's in common language to where 
you're 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 breaking it down the narrative to where it's like okay who's god who's man why does it matter whose kingdom is it and at the end of the day who's on the who's on the throne of your heart and then all of a sudden the circumstance why am i upset why am i struggling in my marriage the why becomes defined now now there's some real thought process around and now, now I can think through my circumstance. And now um, I've got a, a, a biblical approach to helping understand my circumstance. So I I personally just, I mean, even looking at this and wondering, man, how can I use this in, in my local church context? Um, and it's, a, it's a tremendous resource. And, how would you use it? Uh, well, if I'm Johnny on the spot, I'll riff it and I'll let you know what I'm thinking right now is... Could, could this be a resource that's used in small groups? Yes, yes. Um and it, this is so theologically driven. Like, I love that, which that's part of, I think, whose battle is it where you make that's kind of the heading. Um, sorry, I'm going off the top of my head here. But I but think theological it's the, in a way that I don't, it's not overwhelming. Like well, for, no, and right? what you just said is kind of the problem that I have mm-hmm. with this idea. Like, when we say theological, people want to check out. Like, they no. do. It's true. Like, but that's the thing is you, like, your theology determines the way that you understand life and the way you actually respond to life. Right. And so that's the beautiful thing about what you've done with this book is you've married those two. Typically when somebody comes into our, 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 our space and they need help, they've divorced those two. They can't reconcile. So we're spiritually speaking, we're doing marriage reconciliation with them vertically. Cause that's really, Amen. you know what I mean? Cause that, that honestly, the, and that's kind of what you're saying. Like the battle, it's not a horizontal battle. It's a vertical battle with horizontal influence. And so that's the beautiful thing about what you've done with this book and how I would use it. And, and I can say, say this, you know, unfortunately now, um, there's a lot of people, not just in my, in my local church, but just the, the evangelical church at large. Um, a lot of them, they've heard this stuff, most of them for the majority of their life and they still, it hasn't changed their hearts. They haven't been, it's still divorced from them in some sense. It's still estranged somehow some way and so the beautiful thing about this is this helps them see the heart of okay this isn't just an intellectual assent to something which is unfortunately what people think when they think of theology but this marries that and i think in a local church context where where a lot of churches are trying to establish a pathway for their people whether they just start visiting the church and they become uh, regular attenders or um, you know they become we say partners at our church but um, you know, members, what's the pathway for anybody coming into the church? What's their pathway to the Lord? And really what I'm calling a pathway, you've already dubbed as journey, right? This could uh, actually be something for the recovery ministry too. Right. Well, you know, Shauna's always good at giving me layups, man. That's, she just gave me the assist there and I'm, I'll lay that up. I That's, am good at layups. Yes, you are. Basketball <laughs> you <know> star. <laughs> yeah. Arkansas state, I think is where you went, right? Anyway. Um, but no, this this is, I mean, actually, in all seriousness, my mind is like going crazy with how this could be used from a leadership, leadership, leadership <laughs> development. And I'm going to leave that in the podcast that, yeah, I got it. That's good for the banter. Um, just in the small group context um, to um, even just leadership development. Um, this is a huge resource, I think. So, well, Lord, good job. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else that you want to just tell those that are listening out there? Um, anything about the book? Anything else that we feel like we've missed? I, I, I love the way you summarize that. I think, I think that disconnect that you were talking about was so apparent in the counseling. Yeah. 
uh, I have a lot of folks who, uh, who comes to biblical counseling, mostly people who consider themselves believers. Right. And so people were coming in with theological statements about God, but a complete disconnect to what that meant in their current trial. Yeah. And, and I'm confident that that if God is sovereign and he's orchestrating the circumstances of that individual's life, it was to reveal to them that they had a wrong view of who God was. Right. And, and so, so that disconnect became so apparent and that is what I wanted to take was that theological truth and somehow make it tangible to, to the real suffering and brokenness in people's lives. And so, and, and so, this became a resource that that our hope was would actually bridge that gap, would bring the two together, and we wanted it to be applicable for someone who was just stepping out of addictions, so it couldn't be too heady, and it also had to be um, content or deep enough to be challenging for somebody who had been in the church for years and, and, and had a good working knowledge of Scripture. So it had to be challenging, and I and and our hope and our experience has been that it it does hit the point on that. And I think that's where people, um, even walking through it, sometimes I even get that physical response where they're like, "Oh, that that I I get it, um, that that's coming together for me." And it may not necessarily be new information, but it's information that now they're connecting to that practical piece. And so that 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 ultimately is where I think the resource becomes really effective. Yeah, it's a resource that helps them say, "Oh, I've been looking into the stars for twenty years. Now I see the constellations." You know, it's like now now I can actually connect the dots and begin to see the handiwork of God in it. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just absolutely. A, yeah. So yeah. Well, just reading the back of the book, here's what it says. It says, Journey is a unique resource written for anyone experiencing trials or suffering who wants to find hope, peace, contentment, and freedom. Together, we'll explore what you believe about God, what he says about himself, and your relationship with him. Who is on the throne of your life and why knowing that matters, what you think about suffering and its purpose, and why following Jesus on your journey makes all the difference. So this powerful resource includes step-by-step weekly homework for biblical counselors, mentors, or small group leaders to use with anyone desiring to find out how to view suffering and trials and how to successfully navigate through difficult circumstances and relationships. Well, that pretty much sums it up and the fact that this is an excellent book. Um, but, you know, I don't want to walk away from the fact that there's all these women in the room and um, just serving together as women, you know, it can come with its own little things here and there. And um, I admire y'all's friendship. I admire how you guys serve and love one another. Um, really find a way to just build each other up and support each other in ministry. So if you think about those women who are out there right now, Emily, what would you say to them and how would you encourage them of the importance of this type of sisterhood? Is there any tricks or tips you can give us to, to grow friendships in this way? Well, I think it's living authentically with one another and Mm -hmm. Laura and I work on that a lot in, in not just being ministry partners, but authentically sharing our lives with one another. Um, we're, we don't exempt ourselves from needing counseling, of our mm-hmm. own. Um, and often I'm in her chair and she's in my chair and, um, I'm ministering to her. She's ministering back to me. Um, and then just being able to be truthful 
with one another, especially when, when you do a project like this in particular, I mean, it, it is a lot of work. Have y'all, did y'all butt heads at all? Um, I want to put this in. I want to put this in. No, y'all just, not, I, not y'all just much. made it too easy, huh? No, no it, the, the resource would never have happened without Emily. Um, mm-hmm. There's no way, I, or <laughs> organizationally, I would never be able to pull it together. And what she really, she would, she would keep giving me this concept. We're going for trunk. You know, you've got too many branches. How do we stay with the main I like, point? I, like that. Right? I love that. And so there was, there, this just wouldn't exist without her. And so it really is ultimately a, a yielding to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you would have put us in a crowd that I would have gone and picked out Emily. She was God's choice because he knew exactly what I needed. And so ultimately our friendship is a result of each of us seeking Christ and him knowing how to orchestrate the relationships that would then uh, produce in us what he wanted to produce. Mm-hmm. And so so Journey is a beautiful example of that and some other key people that God just placed in the right uh, time uh, with the right resources to really bring it all together. So it really was a team effort, but, but Emily was that key component. Mm-hmm. And so uh, not only is Journey... Uh, a a um, produced by our friendship, but uh, the relationship has has definitely grown and um, just been a, a deep blessing. So it's it's been a journey together. It has been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna that's keep, on. That's gonna keep on giving. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, hey, I I was reminded. Um, actually quite often it's something that kind of sticks with me, but I, I try to be intentional. They say, you know, I don't even know who said this, but they say, you know, good leaders, um, identify their weaknesses. They, they know where they're weak. They know where they need help and they bring others that, that that's where God, that's where their strengths. That's where God has gifted them. And then how in that unity, um, you can just be a dynamic duo in, in the, in the kingdom of Christ, which is so awesome. And people are doing that from company perspective. Why not obviously use our gifts and the building of each other? It's not a competition. It's not about this person, that person, right? It's just really about, I love that you, you brought it right back to Christ, the center, what he's doing and that he linked you together. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Emily, you um, also worked with Julie Bernard. You have a lot of women's Bible studies that you can purchase on Amazon. So you're another, here you are, another co-author with Julie. And we don't have uh, Julie on today, but what's, uh, what, anything about that dynamic of y'all working together and and pulling in and just wanting to encourage women in scripture that you want to share for any of the ladies out there? I love, I love writing Bible studies and I love doing it as a team. Um, we like doing everything as a team around here, but um, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, it's just more fun. It's more fun in in pairs. We mm-hmm. we um, we have a great team of people that help us too, just with all the logistics part and and even knowing how to edit and make things sound sound good and um, and so I enjoy that too. Um, but writing Bible studies is fun. Learning how to shape questions, um, write text, get the point get the point drawn out that you want them to take home out of out of God's word um, but writing studies so that you can um, get women in a group to start talking questions that make people comfortable mm-hmm. questions that um, make people want to go back and study more because they have something to share and contribute to the group and so um, it's a fun challenge too and um, and I enjoy that I never thought I would have been a writer or 
been involved in writing projects. So well, God and God had another plan for yeah, that, didn't he? Yeah, apparently he did. But I'm thankful for people that really know how to write that can, you know, bat it home and take take it home for the team, mm-hmm. <laughs> make make you sound good in the end. So thankful for all the people that that contribute to these kind of projects. I I could definitely not do it on my own. That's awesome. Well, you know, just personally for me, as I have, um, obviously before I was even like a women's leader, like leading and teaching the Bible studies, I would always find some type of service to do within the church. And I was a very large doer, but what would happen is women would come to me and it would always be about that task list. So Shauna, did you do this? Can we do this? Blah, Blah, blah. And they forgot about like, me I'm a person how am I doing you know no one really asked me that and I really didn't know that that mattered to me until it went for so long without someone asking and so every time someone would see me it's more about that type of thing like what are you doing or can you help me as a counselor that that doesn't technically help on that because then all the conversations kind of get pointed on on um here's what I'm going through and it's all about them and and again they stop don't stop and ask me, Hey, how, how am I? Right. Um, or is there anything they can do for me? And, and not saying that I don't love obviously where God's called me, but one of the things I appreciate about you two and just your friendships that are going on here that I want to encourage other ladies who are listening is just the fact that those sisters that are around you and offering that support that you just said you can be authentic with vulnerable, transparent is such a key peace. I mean, even with you and Julie, when I was here in August, you know, you just went for a walk together. It wasn't just about the Bible study, but she came over. Y'all went for a walk around the neighborhood. You know, you and Laura went shop. We went shopping the, you know, last time when we were in and it's about trying to create, like we're in a relationship first. We're sisters in Christ. And then through that, we're doing these types of things. And so one of my encouragements to any of the women out there who are serving together in the church is just remember that because I think it's very important um, to to just not allow the task to be what's most important because I think we're missing out on the genuineness of friendships. Do y'all have anything to add to that? I think that's an important piece because isn't that the point of our relationship with Christ? Yeah, It's not about them. doing it's not about the works. It's about relationship. Mm-hmm. And and so we're modeling that well when we are more about relationship with one another. Let God then produce out of that the works that come as the byproduct. But we have to be about the relationship first. And so we're back to love God, love others. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that really brings it home. How are we living that out in practicality? Yeah. Then I think God does all sorts of amazing things through his body. But first of all, we got to keep relationship vertical and then practice it horizontally. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Orthodoxy, orthopraxy. I like that. That's good. (laughs) Uh, I actually uh, meant to mention, Laura had a good hashtag earlier, chew on the truth, right? Because she said that one of the things she was saying, I was like, ooh, let's write that down. That's a cute little t-shirt, right? Um, well, anyway, anything, anyway, is there anything else that you guys want to just share out there with any ladies or, or counselors out there that's listening about your book or just ministry in general? All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on Speak the Truth today. Go out and buy the book Journey, A Path to Biblical Care by Laura Chica. Also check out Emily Dempster on Amazon with all of her women's Bible studies. We're so thankful for you ladies that are out there in ministry. Uh, there's so much that the church couldn't do without you. And I know that... Um, 
pastors, if you're out there listening, this book is for you. It's not just for women, uh, but also you need women in your ministry uh, that's serving and helping women, uh, caring for them well, loving them, teaching them scripture. So find you a lady partner in the church, disciple her, grow her, and help her to multiply. Thank you for joining us today on Speak the Truth.